Welcome back to Moving Forward with Young Voices here on the Fed by Ravens Media Network. Very happy to welcome Lindsay Poss back to the program. Lindsay, great to catch up with you once again. Welcome back to uh, Moving Forward with Young Voices. For those of you who may be uh, joining this uh, broadcast or podcast for the first time, just want to give you a quick explanation of why such a show exists. Now, of course, this is being broadcast over the Fed by Ravens media network, and it is a weekly opportunity for us to sit down with members of the millennial generation to uh, to talk about things that are of uh, of interest to talk about things that are that are going on in the world. And, and, and I'll tell you, one of the great things about this is uh, you also get a, a marvelous sense of the incredible contribution that uh, these young voices are making to the world around us. In fact, uh, let me welcome Young Voices uh, uh, Public Relations Director Tamina Debozorgi, uh, who's actually filling in for one of her colleagues today. Hi, Tamina. Hi, Ryan. Great to be here. And I appreciate you uh, jumping in here at a moment's notice, but this is what she does. She's just that good. <laughs> yes. Um, and it's always a delight to join you, Brian. I, I actually enjoy our conversation all the time. Well, I I like the fact that uh, that I am... I'm an old dog, but I'm learning a lot of new tricks here, um, especially from from the different variety. And, and, and I'd like to ask you just a little bit about um, the the, U, the UK seems very well represented here of late with young voices. Um, talk to me a little bit about uh, how is it that you attract talent from from that side of the pond? Um, so, yeah, very good question. Um, we just launched our UK program um, like beginning of this year. And my colleague, Jason Reed, has done a great job just handling everything and recruiting bright, liberty-minded students and professionals from the United Kingdom. And ever since we've seen great success uh, with article placements and also media relations across the pond. And um, now that we're welcoming our new class just in a few weeks, um, we have wonderful new folks joining us again from the UK cohort. And uh, let me tell you, Brian, I personally really, really enjoy the articles that our UK cohorts write. And it had really opened my eyes to just this new world that I have not ever explored in the past. Yeah, it's it's been fun for me too, and and I'm look, I'm one of those people who believes that uh, their accent gives them great credibility. They could tell me that the moon is made of cheese, but if it's done with a proper you know British accent, I'd be like, oh, I didn't know that. So, <laughs> oh my! Gosh. No, I, I just I love I love their take on things, and it's fun to find out that uh, a lot of the issues that matter in America matter to them as well, and you know they 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 are they're fighting their own battles for truth and and light, just as we are. Absolutely. I totally agree. I appreciate you you dropping in here. And I see that uh, Kenneth Shrupp is now is now joining us. So I'm going to transition over to Kenneth. But Tamina, thank you so much. And, uh, you know, you're doing a marvelous job. Thank you so much, Brian. All right. Kenneth, welcome to the program. It's it's great to catch up with you. Good morning. It's my pleasure to be here. For those who are meeting you for the first time, would you mind just telling us a little bit about yourself? Sure. Uh, my name is Kenneth Shrub. I'm a contributor with Young Voices. 
uh, writing on media, politics, and, and business. I am serving as editor-in-chief of the California Review, and I'm coming here to you live from Los Angeles. Now, you have a marvelous article on the, in the Daily News about how throwing money around won't make Los Angeles more affordable. Um, this is an amazing city in so many ways, but uh, I gather that uh, L.A. is not without its problems. Talk to us about the affordability problem in terms of housing, homelessness, and, and other considerations, and, and what exactly are, are authorities there trying to do in terms of throwing that money around? Well, the greatest challenge that LA faces is a lack of uh, housing and commercial development, right? Uh, real estate prices cause the price of everything to increase. If you need to pay people a lot more so that they can afford to live here because there's not enough housing, your labor costs are going to go up the roof, and that pushes the cost of all the other goods up. Um, and you're just really in this self-fulfilling cycle of prices for everything going higher and higher and higher simply because we won't build enough market rate housing. Now, as a response to that, um, and uh, uh, as a response to the major homelessness crisis that we have, naturally, the government wants to spend billions of dollars a year. I'm, I'm talking about a, every year over a billion dollars is is uh, going to be spent on building public housing for the homeless at unit costs of up to $700,000 per apartment. Now, that's crazy money. $700,000 could buy you a whole, you know, several thousand square foot house anywhere else in the rest of the country. And we're building one or two bedroom free apartments for the homeless that will never be redeveloped um, in very expensive neighborhoods like Brentwood and West Los Angeles, uh, which um, I, I think is a very inefficient use of public funds. Um, so they're also try the city of Los Angeles is also hoping to use a UBI program to make housing and living in LA more affordable. And that's gonna be available to anybody regardless of their immigration status as well. Um, so we're, we're going to be inducing more demand in very expensive areas already, locking out more of the housing supply from market rate housing, which of course is going to just make housing more expensive for everyone else and um, goosing up demand for goods and services with uh, helicopter money. Okay, so I have to ask, I, I understand that, the, you know, we're talking hundreds of thousands of housing units that, that are, that it's a shortfall of hundreds of thousands of units. Right, 600,000 units short. Why, why is there not a steady line of people leaving the Los Angeles area? Is it a matter of they just can't afford to, they're more or less trapped, or are there other things that keep them there in spite of that uh, crazy housing market? Well, there is a steady line of people leaving Los Angeles, uh, but there's also a steady line of people arriving in Los Angeles. And the, and the, and the profiles of who come versus who leave is very different. You know, people who come, they, they come here due to the industries that r remain in Los Angeles. And the, and the big industry that people are here for is entertainment and the you know rela related PR marketing industries. Um, the people who are leaving tend to be people who own small businesses, people who are trying to carve out something for themselves in this in this city outside of the dominant industry, LA used to have one of the I mean Southern California used to have one of the world's largest like manufacturing industries. We used to build like all of the world's military uh, spacecraft, uh, aerospace. I mean we were we were the real leaders in that field. That's why SpaceX was actually in Hawthorne, Los Angeles. But they're gone. They're moved, they're, they've moved to Texas. It's just too expensive to build and operate your business in Los Angeles. Well, there's an excellent article from uh, John Miltimore from the Foundation for Economic Education that illustrates part of the problem in terms of uh, taxation and uh, regulatory overreach 
that, that makes things very, very expensive. Now, particularly, he was pointing at the uh, the legal marijuana industry and, and how uh, I think they, they were getting $100 million spending from state government um, to prop up an industry. But it's the, the, the idea was it's too bureaucratic. Therefore, it's very expensive. It's very hard to get people approved. So the answer is, well, we're going to spend more money to create more bureaucrats to help work through the bureaucracy. Does anybody ever ta- does anybody ever talk about uh, bringing the the size and cost of government down there in Los Angeles? Uh, not in Los Angeles, I'll tell you that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I mean, let's. I mean, the mar- the marijuana thing is a classic example, right? People pay about twenty five percent less on the street for the same product. We we all know that. Um, the marijuana grown in the greenhouses that's all legal ends up a lot of it still ends up being sold through alternative distribution because well you, you pay 25% less in taxes for the for the same product that's still certified so you know you, you just create perverse incentives that's why the black market for pot has remained and is still growing in California it's they simply they simply have made legal pot too expensive it's the same thing that happened in New York when they increased the taxes on cigarettes no, it, it makes sense. And, and I, I love your article about how throwing money, more money around isn't going to make, you know, Los Angeles more affordable. It just seems to, to add to the costs. But it seems like this is also something that just can't be sustainable in the long term. Surely, you know, the mayor, Eric Garcetti, can see the writing on the wall or is he just, you know, determined? No, no, no. If I will it, well, it's going to happen. He's not just terming out. He's piecing out. He's going off to India to go be ambassador. Um, he's created the worst homeless crisis that we've ever seen. We have, I mean, I was, I was down in Venice the other day. I'm, I'm on the, I'm on the beach many days and it's, there's just a tent city on the beach. And even now there are ridiculous plans uh, to, to build actual tiny home villages and encampments on the beach side, I, I have a good job. I can't afford to live on the ocean. I would love to live on the ocean, okay? But they want to build these tiny home cities complete with social services, utilities, free food, free internet on the beach where I run by. And I, it, it just has me flabbergasted. We can't, we can't live like this. And they're allowed, people are allowed to do it, commit any kind of crime that they want, essentially, these days. We have a new DA, George Gascon. Property crime? What property crime? We're not going to prosecute that. Mm-hmm. Any theft under $950? No prosecution. Wow. So this we is- have a city that we have people who are, who, who are unable to take care of themselves. They're just passed out on the streets doing drugs, maybe even naked. They're allowed to live on the beach. It's ridiculous. All right. We've been talking with Kenneth Shrupp, a Young Voices contributor and Los Angeles native. Kenneth, I want to have more of this conversation with you. Thanks again for joining us today. Oh, thank you, Brian. You have a great day.